Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Two guys who will not be head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide next season. What's up, kids? You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Flacco-Cheeseman. And I'm Chad, living in America, so wash. And on this episode, OpenAI versus the New York Times, Miller Lite versus Bud Light, and Elon versus Mark Cuban. Let's do this. You're back. It's good to be back to work, my friend. You're back, and it's only uh, 38 degrees, so you're you're good, man. It's, it's yes. golden. You brought yeah. some sunshine yeah. with you to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yep. <laughs> Some sunshine, but yes, it's fucking cold. Yeah, this is not cool. This is not cool. I I was prepared for this, but I wasn't prepared yeah. for this. What Tim did you leave? Like seventies, eighties, what? Well, first off, we went we flew back to Paris because that's where we came in. Yeah. So we spent the night in Paris and I mean we left the Algarve. And the Algarve was, you know, I don't know, it was like close to like sixty five degrees, seventy degrees. Lovely. Nice, nice. Lovely. Flying to Paris, motherfuckers snowing in Paris. <laughs> that's bullshit. That's bullshit. I was not ready for that, but it got me ready. So coming back here, at least it wasn't snow as of yet. Uh, wasn't snow, so it was it was all good. It was all good. Got a lot of rest, slept well, got up this morning, had a pot of coffee. There you go. And I'm back in American Chad mode right now. I am work, getting to my emails. I'm doing all this, this shit that I don't do when I'm in Europe. <laughs> Were your dogs happy to see you? Did they remember who you are? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The dogs love it, <laughs> especially the first few days, because I don't let them sleep in the bed with us. We got three big dogs, okay? Yep. The first few days, though, acclimate, come on back in, and that's and that's that's a good thing. So, all good in the hood. One thing I do want to say, though, yep. it's like Christmas in fucking January around this bitch. I had a ton <laughs> of industry friends send gifts, oh, mainly yeah. booze, while I was gone. So, it was all just kind of like, you know, piled up, ready for me. So, I'll be doing some some TikToks and some, some videos and whatnot thanking people yeah some unboxing videos is that we have to look forward to so we're going from like we're going from club med (laughs) swinger videos in uh you know portugal to uh, box opening (laughs) videos in columbus indiana First off, don't don't be don't be projecting your your wishes and your in and, and your dreams on me as what I'm Dude, doing. There's that a video shit. of you, you put up. It looks like the grotto from the Playboy Mansion, but it's big and outside. <laughs> and there are dudes in speedos relaxing on the beach and fucking Europe. Yeah, that's I'm, that's that, it. Sounds club, like Europe. It's Club Med swingers action is what I'm saying. No, that's just Europe. Oh man, oh man. Well, welcome back. Good to be back. Good for you. We go to San Diego in a couple weeks, so you get to, can't wait. But it's going to be a cold weekend. It's going to be a cold weekend Thank here God. in the Midwest. Yeah, I get to go yeah. to Montreal today, so that's lucky. Oh, uh, we'll get to that in, in traveling. But let's get to shout outs because we got a lot of stuff going on this weekend. Uh, yes. My shout out is a triple threat food shout out. You're going to love this. All right. Really? Le- number one, okay. let's start off with this. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, uh, NBA basketball player, plays for the Nets. Uh, my new favorite basketball player, and I'm sure you want to know why. Yeah. He admitted this past week that he has eaten Chipotle every day for the last 10 years. Years, ten years, three sixty-five every day. I'm not sure it's every day, but it's a lot. Yes. Chipotle is my life. 
Chad, not all wow. not all heroes wear capes. Some of them uh, order the barbacoa <laughs> bowl with extra queso. So that's Damn. that's my number one. My number two, Chad. Uh, yeah. As a kid of the 80s, you remember the Wendy's commercials, Where's the Beef? Where's the Beef? Oh, yeah. It's really important in your in your burger that you have a nice balance between the beef, <laughs> Where's the beef? and the bun. Yes. And yes. the Big Mac, one of probably the mm-hmm. most known burger around the world, right? You can go to Big Mac mm-hmm. in France and get, get a yeah. Big Mac, right? The problem with the Big Mac for me, Where's the beef? too much bread. Not enough meat. You got the middle layer of the bread. You got the regular bread. Mm-hmm. And then you got the little tiny like cheeseburger patty. Not the quarter pounder. Where's the beef? The cheeseburger. Well, McDonald's is, is solving that like much of the other problems in my life. They are bringing the double, basically double, double <laughs> Big Mac. So two patties the on each side of the middle bread. Here for a limited time in the United States starting Thank January God. 24th. Fuck. Guess where I'm going to be for lunch on January 24th, Chad? Eating a Big Mac the beef? at McDonald's. That's my two. Number three on the food, the food goodness. We might as well be the Food Network podcast. Wendy's the beef? has recently launched Wendy's Fresh AI. I'm sure you're wondering what that is. They partner with Google to create basically a real-time automated chat in the drive-through. We've talked about this. That's gonna happen. Wendy's is partnered with Google. Buy that Google stock now because it's it's a little bit depressed uh, at the moment. Uh, we're talking about 22 seconds on average save time for people that go through go through the uh, the faster fresh AI lane, up to 99% accuracy. If you have a problem, it goes to a human being. Uh, if you start cussing out at it, the, the human being comes on and and saves you. <laughs> but my my shout out goes to three of my favorite places in the world: Chipotle, McDonald's, and Wendy's. Thanks for making life a little better. Here's to you. Why is the beef? I've had so many people uh, comment to me on how much better fast food tastes uh-huh. in Europe. And it's all because they don't have all the and chemicals that they we put in our food yeah. here. So they're getting much cleaner food in their fast food. And it's not really that fast in Europe either. You know, we're trying to, you know, get things uh-huh. in seconds, you know, versus like minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast food and dust. You're going to weigh a while. Uh, Ozempic is a big thing now. These drugs that help you lose weight. So this is clearly... Mm-hmm the fast food industry combating the Ozempic tidal wave. Like we're going to put more patties on the Big Macs, more nuggets in the, more nuggets in the box. Yeah. Like this is, we'll this show is, you. Yeah. This is how we're going to fight back, Chad. Here's how we're going to fight back against science. More food. Where's the beef? So we're going to move away from fast food and back to HR. So my first shout out is to transparency. In 2024, I'd like to challenge TA and HR to be more genuine and transparent. And, and here's what I mean by that. A head of HR posted something on LinkedIn that uh, I'm going to paraphrase. I believe it was intended to be a New Year's Eve or New Year's inspirational post, but I don't think it landed that way. It said, and again, I'm going to paraphrase. Okay. In the new year, a high five or a big thank you means more (laughs) than a promotion or a raise. Uh This year, make an effort to shout out to those who make the workplace awesome instead of giving them cash. What are your thoughts about that, Joel? I'm not a buyer of high fives versus cash. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not picking up what they're, they're dropping on that one. And I can't imagine any worker 
adopting <laughs> that preference over over cash. No. Look, money talks, my friend, especially in America. Yes. Take out the wallets, write some checks, companies, the high fives aren't going to cut it. Man, so I believe it, it totally lands disingenuous and it portrays HR as nothing more than a pawn to the C-suite and not truly giving a shit about the people uh, they're supposed to be looking out for. It all comes down to trust. And I want to play a little video from Simon Sinek around trust. Here we go. Because things like Jack Welch and layoffs have become so normalized, young people have grown up in a capitalist system where they watch their parents lose their job through no fault of their own. It's not a meritocracy. You worked for a company for 20 years. You did good work. Sorry, nothing personal. It's just business. We missed our numbers. So they've watched it happen. They've watched the company not take care of their parents. And so they've been raised not to trust companies. And so they come in inherently cynical and inherently expecting that the company would happily use their job to help itself and then stupidly demand loyalty back. I don't blame them. The company sets the rules of the game. The people are just playing by the rules the company set, which is no loyalty. At the end of the day, great organizations that are well-led have no problem with young people leaving every year. So I don't think it's a new reality. I think it is a condition of a broken capitalism. Yeah. So I think, you know, again, trying to pull all that stuff, all that together, if we are more genuine and less full of shit in 2024, I think we might start regaining trust back. I, I think we, we, we might. So let's let's uh, give a shout out to transparency and also to being genuine sure, this year sure. in, in 2024. This is not a new trend. Uh, children have been seeing their parents screwed over a long, long time. But I, I appreciate the, uh, yeah. the way that he highlights it there, Mr. Cynic. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Love it. And Love. and speaking of cynic, Chad, uh, you I'm <laughs> oh, sure no. you like I remember our first ride on a scooter. Micro mobility is what the kids call it. Apparently, wasn't it Austin? Didn't it was we do Austin, that together yes. in Austin. And how you yeah. lived through yeah, that, yeah. I have no idea because <laughs> you you have no restraint on on crosswalks, my friend. But bird scooters, you may have seen this uh, file for bankruptcy. This is why we can't have nice things, Chad. People are throwing these things in the river, up in trees, you know, taking them home. What like and dumpsters catching shit on fire. Yeah, yeah. No, they they've made some bad decisions. You know, they went they went IPO uh, through a SPAC, which we know the history of those companies, right? So so mm-hmm. bird bankruptcy. Maybe they'll figure it out. Uh, maybe Elon will come up, come along and write a check and make them all tes- acquisition Tesla scooters. Uh, that would have been a better one than than Twitter. <laughs> Lime scooters continue to live on. Uh, they seem to uh-huh. be doing okay, but clearly human beings are not ready for freewheeling scooters on the streets of of big cities around the world. And I, for one, as you know, yeah. am incredibly saddened at the prospect of scooters going the way of i don't know bikes on, the dodo yeah the dodo the buggy whip uh whatever <laughs> i will tell my grandchildren about the good old days riding the bird scooters in downtown usa love you love you all right i'm gonna go ahead and and again another hr kind of like a shout out this one's to job hopping so in hr we've all been programmed that job hopping is bad but exactly who is it bad for well here's vivian too when she appeared on the Eric Sue podcast. Take a listen. Forbes did a study. People who stay at jobs for longer than two years make essentially 50% less their entire lifetime. What? So my thing is, is like, you need to be either up 
or out every two years. Every two years, you need to be getting a 10 to 15% promotion at a minimum every two years. Otherwise, you need to leave. You need to go somewhere that's going to pay you. Because if you're not doing that, you're going to be making less. And people are like, well, the job market's bad. And like, it's not the great resignation anymore. I agree. I concur. It's not as easy as it was two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. But we have to take a long, hard look at ourselves and be like, am I actually doing a good job? Do I deserve a raise? Because the best people, the smartest people, the people who perform the best and have the best results and make sure their boss knows that they're doing a good job. They tell people what they're going to do. They do it. And then they tell everyone how they did it. Those people are going to get paid every year. And they always have since the dawn of time. And you know, as well as I do, there are so many of those people that just hang around and they're in the job, they're in a job forever. Sure. Right. And, and, uh, they're, they're not the best, right? They're C players at best, mm -hmm. right? So keeping them, right? Is that what you're looking for? Are you looking for one of them when you're going to recruit somebody instead of what we're used to is like, no, nah, no job hoppers. I mean, in this case, the job hoppers are the ones that are obviously in demand. Mm -hmm. um, and this goes well against what we've been taught in recruiting. Why is that? Because it's bad for the company. It's not bad for the, uh, the employee. Although I think it's, it's actually better for the company and you have to get into that understanding that you're going to have that churn. The big key is, can I keep them for four instead of two? What can I do to incentivize them to maybe not promote? Maybe they don't want to be promoted. Maybe they just want something else. It doesn't matter. You have to know your people better. And I think that from mm -hmm. a company standpoint is really our superpower. We have to know our people better. And, and you mentioned transparency. I mean, transparency helps this immensely because in the days where oh, yeah. you don't know who's getting paid, it's really hard mm -hmm. to have a conversation with your boss and saying, hey, everyone that's coming in that's new, that is my job, is getting paid more than me. That's not fair. And that's a great negotiating point for your boss to say, you know what? You're right. You should be making what you're making. And, and I've seen my wife is a college professor. She sees new professors mm -hmm. coming in. Uh, it's public university. They all know what everyone's getting paid. So there's a lot of resentment around newbies getting yeah. paid more than you. But there are conversations mm -hmm. with the deans saying, hey, why is this new person getting paid more than me? I should be you know, getting paid more than them. So transparency helps us a lot. My, it goes down to my 17-year-old son who recognized that newbies, he's been on the job a year plus, were getting paid more uh -huh. than him. And good on him. Oh, he went fuck. to his boss and said, it's not cool that I've been here for a year. Yeah. We're talking fast food, yeah. right? Uh, and, and, <laughs> and these new people are getting paid more than me. And he's getting a raise. So transparency and knowing I think uh, carries a lot of weight in that. Um, and it's also very prescient uh, that you show this video, Chad, because I've been on this podcast going on seven years now, and I'm not getting uh -huh. any, any kind of raises or any kind of like recognition or benefits. Huh? And so like, <laughs> I'm going to be turning in my resignation at the end of this. So. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Good shout outs. Good shout outs. Uh, and we are transparent, right. Chad, with free shit. That's right. Everyone's on social media sharing it. Uh, love love doing that. It was fun during the holidays. Uh, birthdays are always yeah. fun. But if you haven't signed up, kids, chadcheese.com. Click the free link. People are getting free booze. We're talking bourbon from our friends at Text Kernel, beer from yes. Aspen Tech Labs, T-shirts from JobGet. And if it's your birthday in any particular month, huh? you what? could win a nice bottle of rum. 
from our friends Ooh. at Plum. And that sound, Chad, you know. <laughs> I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Means that we're going to celebrate some birthdays this birthdays. month. That's right. Fans that are celebrating another trip around the sun include jagged little Jill Patterson. You remember her from fantasy football? Ooh. She's still licking she her wounds well. from losing in the, the final four there. Uh, she did well. Paul Drake, Jenny Olsen, G.J. Vasdarp. Rita Dashi and Craig Fisher, a.k.a. Fish Dogs, all celebrate another trip around the sun. Happy birthday to those listeners. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And, well, it's going to be it's another year, which means it's another year of events. Later this month, we are going to be at TA Week in San Diego, where we'll be hanging out with the crew from qualify that's like qualified mm-hmm. but koala qualify uh at the koala colony meetup what yes we're gonna go see koalas at the san diego zoo evan white has a ton of other vip after hours events planned uh but if you're gonna be a ta week stop by the qualify qualify booth for a t-shirt, do we have any t-shirts left? We're at the bottom of the barrel of t-shirts okay. and we're we're negotiating another deal hopefully, uh, a new design. Okay. Pretty excited about it. We'll, we'll talk further, okay. but we, people love the 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 hard rock, the rock t-shirt like, you know, we went with the ACDC. I think we got to go with something similar. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned for new t-shirts coming in in 2024. And by the way, qualify is like yes. a dad joke of a company. It's like koala, yes. qualified. Like, so as, as a dad, I appreciate the daddy jokiness. By the way, I got a good dad joke for you, Chad. Did you hear about the, oh, geez. Did you hear about the chameleon, the chameleon that couldn't change colors? I did not. He had a reptile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's not Very bad. on brand. That's Very on bad. brand. Yes. Well, real quick, we are also going to be at Transform in Vegas March 11th through the 14th. They have over 3,000 attendees, 100 plus of vendors, more than 500 startups, and over 300 speakers. We have not been to TA Week or or Transform before, yeah. so two new shows for the Chad and Cheese. Go to chadcheese.com slash events. That's right, slash events. Um, in the header... We actually have a discount code for Transform. So go ahead and click on register and have at it. Hope to see you there. We are we are bulging into new events this year. We are bulging <laughs> into new new it's territories. Which by the way, Chad, if you haven't checked out uh, the Chad and Cheese podcast does data okay. only on YouTube. Uh, you gotta check mm-hmm. it out. We've partnered with Toby Dayton, the Sasquatch of t- statistics. Easy for me to say. Uh, only on YouTube, we look at the monthly employment report, break it down. And in just three shows, Chad, the, the winds of change are strong. Uh, the economy can flip on a, on a whim. And the last show <laughs> to this month's show, very interesting, very interesting things on the horizon. It is interesting. So, so you got to check that out. Uh, YouTube.com backslash at Chad Cheese. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. All right, Chad, we haven't talked about layoffs for a while, so let's hit some layoffs for the new year. Uh, Coming strong. That's right. Lever, in case you missed it, owned by an employee who also owns JobBite, has, quote, cut a slew of workers, end quote, but not 
exact numbers are known. I don't know how much a slew is, but that's what the uh, San Francisco Standard Sounds quoted like in their lot. story. Uh, apparently, customer service reps were the most impacted. I fear that they are not the only workforce company uh, in the coming months to have layoffs. We will keep you abreast of that. From a macro picture, uh, Google and your favorite, Amazon, uh, have also announced some layoffs. And if you're an NFL football fan, Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, and Bill Belichick are all looking for for new jobs. Word is they might, Three be, head coaches. might be starting a competitive podcast to take on uh, Pat McAfee, <laughs> uh, including Aaron Rodgers. So we, we should be looking out out for that. Any thoughts from you on uh, layoffs around the country? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing a lot of these companies. I mean, BlackRock's talking about laying off, I think, like 600, 3% of their, their, their staff as well. A lot of companies, not all, are going to be impacted by AI, not from the standpoint of AI doing somebody's job, but it just impacting business flow. In this case, Lever, I don't think has anything to do with that. I think uh, they've been on the ropes for a little while. They were acquired, obviously, on the ropes prior to that. Um, still on the ropes. And, and I think employee, they, I'm not going to say they have problems, but they, they do have some huge obstacles ahead of them. They have all of these different companies. They still haven't aligned those companies from a business strategy standpoint, from a go-to-market standpoint. Uh, and it's and it's incredibly hard running one company with one platform mm-hmm. versus three fucking platforms. Yep. I mean, it just, to me, it sounds like a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> Another nightmare that I've heard of that's coming yep. is smart recruiters. It uh, sounds like the dominoes are falling there. Jeremy Johnson, CFO, out. Rachel Orston, uh, chief customer officer, out. Mm. James Chan, VP of global presales, out. Charlie Nelson, who's been there for 11 years, chief sales officer, out. Damn. And from the intel that I'm getting, there are going to be more key players leaving in Q1. Jeez. So there are a lot of changes happening. A lot of changes happening. And remember, I mean, Jerome was there for a while. We got the new CEO that came in. Kind of, kind of saw that that was going to happen. But this, I mean, this is the winds of change. I think you just said it. The winds of change are happening. And when you take a look at those are two ATS players, right? I mean, shit, employees more than more. They, they have three themselves. So they have a huge, huge obstacle in front of them. Multiple obstacles. So sit, watch, sitting back and watching what happens with them is going to be interesting. Um, good luck to those guys because it's not going to be easy. Tech debt for one platform versus three fucking platforms. Oh, my God. Smart recruiters. Um, they've had, I think, their biggest issue is go to market and really understanding who their customer is and who their competitors are and who their um, partners should be. Again, this is the time where things are going to shake out. We're going to see... Uh, some some big companies fall, some companies fall, and some acquisitions happen. House of brands or branded house? It's a difficult decision for any company who's acquiring folks. And with yeah. Lever, Jobvite, uh, Jazz, you know that becomes really convoluted for customers. Uh, Jazz and, and internally, multiple customer service, different sales teams. Like, yeah, it's that's quite a Fucking mess. Nightmare. Winds of change, Chad. It always comes back. 
to the Scorpions, a la 1980s. <laughs> yes, more layoffs. Love me some Scorpions. More layoffs for <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I, I think indeed. Remember, they were uh, had an investor, a little private equity action. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably going to get a haircut here in the next couple of months. That's that's no inside info. I just I'm predicting yeah. there'll be more yeah. more efficiency at Indeed here at some point. And- Remember when Indeed said they were going to have an applicant tracking system? I mean, a hiring system. App- I mean, again, th- th- this is a hell of a lot harder than people think. You know what I mean? Bring back Job Tracker, I say. Bring back the app <laughs> where I can take pictures of help wanted no. signs in no. my downtown and get money for it. it. All right. Don't do it. All right. OpenAI is in the news, so let's let's talk about that. Uh, several high-profile lawsuits are challenging the legality of OpenAI's chat, GPT, and similar AI products, alleging copyright infringement and unfair competition. The New York Times, yeah. for instance, claimed these chatbots use their intellectual property without permission diverting web traffic and causing reputational damage. Ouch. OpenAI argues it's within fair use. The outcome promises to shape the future of AI and copyright law. Chad, what are your thoughts on OpenAI versus the New York Times? So months ago, I said that content or data was key to all these large language models, key to training and feeding the large language models. Everyone will have to act, will have access to uh, to these large language models, but not everyone will have the data to train the models. There are tons of data lakes that are out there that are not open to the public. Think of unleashing a, a large language model on ADP payroll data. Could pay equity be fixed faster? What about unleashing a large language model on an applicant tracking system candidate pool? You've spent millions of dollars amassing over the, uh, over the years. Could the data be enriched? Could candidates be matched and fast tracked into positions, filling those positions faster, thus driving a more productive workforce? Shit. I, yes. But the thing is that content is the key. You need the fuel. You need the training data to be able to do that. So in this New York Times case, they understand their content and is data and data is the key to power the AI. I just hope that we in TA and HR understand our domain specific data is very specialized, which makes it golden. I mean, it is literally a pot of gold. Uh, companies should be working closely with vendors to understand their data, clean it up, and start putting it to work ASAP. So I, I, I see this coming. I also see the New York Times and many other publishers. They, they were fooled once by Google mm-hmm. and being able to, to, to give their content out for free, right? Yeah. And now they're going after that money now. Shit, 20 years later. Now they're saying, fool me once. You know, yeah. shame, shame on, shame on me. Well, fool me twice. I'm, I'm coming after my pot of gold, motherfucker. Yeah, uh, and not just Google. Um, I, to me, it's a Napster and maybe even Monster oh, yeah. moment. Um, if you're old enough to remember Napster, or at least seen a documentary on Netflix, uh, you yeah. know the music industry. Their choice was to destroy Sue Napster out of business, as opposed to looking at how do we partner, make money. And then a few years later, they had Steve Jobs walk in and basically bend them over, you know, for 99 cents a download per song. So that was probably the wrong decision. Google, like you mentioned, Prof G, one of our favorites, likes to talk about when he was on the New York Times uh, board talking about we should shut off Google. We should partner with every media, major media outlet in the country and say, unless you pay us, you're not going to be able to index our stuff. 
They obviously didn't do that. And we're in kind of the position we are now. If we're looking at it in employment, how many times in the mid aughts did we say, why is Monster, Career Builder, Hot Jobs, everybody letting, <laughs> indeed. letting indeed and simply hire and everybody else like index their stuff? They could, they could destroy them tomorrow by cutting off their content. Of course, the thought of, well, this is a little, this is a little shitty search engine thing. We're getting free traffic. Who cares? And then look how that turned out. So yeah, there's been yep. a lot of companies burned on, hey, our content is valuable. We should get paid for it. And it's not just the New York Times. Sarah Silverman, comedian, you know, is, is suing uh, ChatGPT as well. So there's going to be some big legal case as to how I think OpenAI and everyone's going to have to pay for the content and how they're making these these models and spitting out information. I don't know how they get away with it. I think Google probably has the best chance to come out of this with the best partnerships, spending the most money. I mean, we'll see how it how it ends up, but going to be interesting. This is the moment where either OpenAI potentially dies or everyone gets rich and everyone is feeling good and feeling fine and cherry wine. Uh, our next OpenAI story is about the GPT store, which has launched. The chat GPT store allows users to share custom chat bots created through the GPT Builder program. Over 3 million bots have been generated since November and is now available to ChatGPT Plus, Enterprise, and a new paid tier called Team, catering to smaller teams at $25 per month per user or $30 per month per user whether it's annual or monthly billing. OpenAI plans a revenue-sharing program for GPT creators based on user engagement starting in Q1. Chad, what are your thoughts on the GPT store? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I believe I saw a post, and I got to reach out to Martin Lentz over at Jobico, where they've already created one of these chatbots, and they're releasing it to the, to, to the public as well. So yes, this is going to be something that's big, and there are going to be different models, different versions. But again, this is we're going back to what they're trained off of. Mm -hmm. Because if they're trained off of just basic data that's available to the public, who's a fuck, right? If they're trained off of that secret sauce data mm -hmm. that nobody else has, that's incredibly different. So I think this to, to, to an extent right now is all about nothing. There's just going to be a lot of same types of chatbots coming out. Uh, will they be more sp uh, specifically focused in certain areas? Yeah, but you can do that yourself, yep. right? You, especially if you're using just public data. The big difference here, and again, I feel this is more of a diversion. Focus on something that is more specific to you. Again, Martin Lentz and company, they have the access to understand the type of specialized domain data in the public that they can use, but they also have their own data. Right. So they they can kind of like make that almost mixture special sauce wise. What vendors are going to do that? That to me is what is more interesting. The rest of them are just kind of like eh, anybody can do that. I want to see the stuff that happens that's trained off of data that nobody else has. Yeah. So app stores have been a, a staple in in the Internet ecosystem since Facebook did it uh, 20 years ago, probably 18 years ago. And it was genius at the time. Twitter had, you know, build on Twitter, build on LinkedIn, everybody opened up their platform. And then just about everybody got burned for building stuff on those platforms. Uh, you're, you probably <laughs> remember Be Known. You might remember Branch Out, which made their entire yes. business based on spamming people on in your network on those social media platforms. Which is why I got killed. Yeah, yeah. which is why I got killed. <laughs> All it's going to take is is this is the app store provider to change the rules. Uh, and you're screwed. We're seeing app store with, with Apple 
game, you know, gamer companies, 30% to Apple. Like how you, how are you profitable on that? Um, I think going back to the New York Times, if you are creating stuff where you have to have a license agreement with the company, whether it's through OpenAI mm-hmm. or something else, like I think it could be a really tough time for a lot of app makers if the New York Times wins and OpenAI has to pay license fees for all this content because that's going to funnel down to all the developers. They're going to have to pay the you know up fee for using that that content. I think where you're going with you know, could you use ATS data to create really interesting, you know, large language models? Could you use job postings, which are basically free around the internet? That becomes interesting. I think one of the threats to open AI is its relationship with Microsoft, who owns LinkedIn. I mean, what's mm-hmm. to say LinkedIn will probably have the coolest chat GPT, whatever things, maybe they'll build them right onto to LinkedIn's platform. But the, the fear of like, I built something cool on chat GPT and LinkedIn goes, oh, we don't really like that. And it's saying for some reason, you know, this is banned or this isn't going to happen. Like, I I think there's a real threat to building stuff that, that competes with LinkedIn and LinkedIn, Microsoft saying, eh, I don't know about this. Google's definitely going to open up their stuff. Everyone's everyone with AI is going to open up their stuff and we're going to see a flood yeah. of new apps. APIs and marketplaces work until they don't. Um, you know, ATS <laughs> is in our space. W- will they open up? Will there be apps built on ATSs that involved OpenAI, ChatGPT technology? There probably will. Um, yeah, so yeah, and there already are. It, it will. I'm just saying proceed with caution if you're a developer, if you're an investor in these companies, because historically, when you build on someone else's, you know, property. They tend to raise mm-hmm. the taxes. They tend to set up fences. They tend to make life a little more difficult than it was when you first uh, came on the property. It'll be interesting. Your LinkedIn example, I think it's funny because it's like affixing a jet engine to a Cessna. Uh-huh. I think it's just, it, it's just, it, <laughs> you're going to see those things happen, but it's just not going to work. We've been talking about this for years. LinkedIn infrastructure is old. Tech debt is a bitch. Uh-huh. Um, trying to do all these new things. If Microsoft helps them rebuild LinkedIn as we know it today and make it this AI powerhouse, man, it will be fucking beautiful. But if they do what you were talking about yeah. doing, that's the, you're putting a jet, jet engine on the Cessna. That's just not going to work. Yeah, like silicon lubricant on Clark Griswold's uh, snow sled. <laughs> Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about DEI. All right, Chad, let's talk a little DEI, which some people are forecasting will become D-I-E, I guess time will tell. But Elon Musk and Mark Cuban are beefing over diversity, equity, and inclusion. Musk criticized United Airlines Pilot Training Academy's 50% diversity goal for women and or people of color. Cuban defended the goal, clarifying it applied to the training school, not the airline itself. Musk called Cuban a racist, reiterating, reiterating his suggestion for diversity in Cuban's NBA team. What's more, Bill Ackman has labeled DEI as racist. Google is cutting DEI initiatives, and Lululemon's founder has gripes about Lulu's, quote, whole diversity and inclusion thing, adding, you've got to be clear that you don't want certain customers coming in, end quote. Chad, it's been a long, strange trip for corporate diversity efforts. What are your thoughts? Over the years, we've talked about how many, not all, DEIB programs were nothing but window dressing. 
when the chief diversity officer has limited or no staff and no budget, what the actual fuck are they supposed to do? I mean, they're literally told, hey, go out and do stuff. And you've got nobody. You've got no resources. What are you supposed to do? So seeing these departments of one go away, it's not a bad thing because many of them, they weren't moving the needle in the first place. They couldn't. They didn't have the resources to be able to do that. But here's what I hope we see happen. I hope companies understand the business need for DEIB and those companies start to contract people like Torin Ellis and Shakers John Graham to not just make connections, but drive outcomes. Hire companies like Disability Solutions, uh, like Pepsi did, to create better hiring and retention outcomes and maybe even win an award from the U.S. government like Pepsi did Yeah, off the work and outcomes of those experts because they can drive those outcomes. They know how to. Literally, Pepsi received a pass on OFCCP audits because of their collaboration and outcomes with Disability Solutions. Now, I'm biased because Julie is the executive director of of Disability Solutions, but they have proven themselves with outcomes. To me, this could be an opportunity for a lot of these companies who didn't know what the fuck they were doing in the first place to call people in who know what they're doing. Right. So to Cuban's point, your loss is my gain. You want to lose all of these programs. Great. Fuck you. Great. I want them, which means you're going to lose all that great talent, all that opportunity. You're going to lose it. I don't care because you're my competition. You might not be in the same industry, but you're still a competitor for great talent. So guess what? I love it. You do you, okay? I'm going to do me and I'm going to get the best talent through these programs. Yeah. It's amazing to me that we're we're calling something like this a racist initiative, trying to bring, bring more people uh, into the fold of corporate yeah. America. Reverse discrimination. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a surreal world that we live in. Uh, good on Mark Cuban. <laughs> Good on yeah. Mark Cuban. Uh, you know, he, uh, you know, when we sat down with uh, Torin Ellis a few years ago and we asked him, hey, what what can two white guys do to help mm-hmm. help the cause? And his comment was speak up, um, you know, put yourself out there, uh, def- you know, defend the efforts and take on people that that will attack it. So good on Cuban being one of the more high profile uh, people to take on, you know, Elon Musk and, and anyone else. It. But, but he, it, yeah, he it. totally gets it. it. It's not about like quotas and and people aren't qualified it's about it's expanding the the net and getting more people into the fold um yeah. and he he really has a great way of of sort of clarifying what the issue is look the 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 pendulum swung way on one way black lives matter me too george floyd the media embraced it companies were like we're good guys and gals like we're embracing this and we're hiring di and then when you know the economy did its thing and people stopped paying attention and ukraine like america's attention and people's attention went away from that and as a result corporate america has as well you and i called this chad when this when the supreme court next affirmative action we said this is going to this is going to slip into corporate america this is going to like destroy di programs and initiatives at companies we talked about the the lead at facebook which had nothing to do with di it had everything to do with the person but i'm sure that has yeah. something to do with the whole effort so i i like where you're going with this is going to be a marketplace issue it's going to take people who buy stuff to say we're not going to buy stuff from companies who don't embrace this it's going to take people who work for these companies to say, we're not going to work for you anymore unless you embrace these values. 
And it's going to embrace sort of market forces that say, hey, companies who do, and I think we have a lot of evidence already that companies that do embrace DEI are more successful from a bottom line initiative and perspective. Elon's kind of a, a off the reservation example of this. I don't know if he's the the normal uh, case study, but the more companies that have the Mark Cubans that embrace this, the more employees that want it, the more customers who are saying we're going to buy from companies that embrace this. That's going to be the change, not because CNN is reporting it, and not because no. you know a global sentiment says this is this is what we should focus on today. Tomorrow it'll be something else. This needs to be a foundational change. So back to back to outcomes. And mm-hmm. again, I, I'm much closer to this than mo- most people are, not yep. because I'm doing it. I mean, I was a veteran. I've built veteran hiring programs. I understand a lot of the window dressing and bullshit that happened there. But watching du- Julie do this on a daily basis yeah. and understanding that companies that they're working with and they're building programs with, they're getting better retention than their normal, quote unquote, normal run-of-the-mill employees. You know, these are things that, again, we were talking about job hopping earlier and we talked about trust earlier. You know who really trusts an organization? One that gives them a fucking chance that's never have been given a chance before. One who lays it out on the line and says, hey, look, you're going to train, you're going to work, you're going to be this. We We want to stand behind you and do this. That's how you build loyalty and trust. Yeah. These types of programs are the bedrock of being able to find new talent and get them trained up and keeping them for much longer, which does what? It gives you a solid, firm foundation of great talent. And if you don't have that, you're not having the revenues that you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. I fear it's only going to get worse. Uh, And the whole ESG movement taking a hit uh, just kind of gets combined with all this. But going from one injustice to possibly another, let's talk about minimum wage effective January 1st of 24, the minimum hourly wage will increase from $15 to $16 in New York City and Nassau, Suffolk and Westchester counties and from 1420 to $15 per hour for the rest of the state. Meanwhile, the minimum wage in California is now $16 an hour for all employers. Later this year, fast food restaurant employees will get $20 per hour and healthcare facility employees will make up to $23 an hour. Chad, what are your thoughts on New York and California's initiatives? Well, I think when we talked about this, we, we have seen stagnant wage increases, stagnant, stagnant wage levels over the years and the market hasn't fixed it. We have got to do a couple of different things. Yes, the market will drive certain areas like tech. Right. But it doesn't drive everything. So we actually have to have governing bodies and forces that help to ensure that we don't push more people into poverty. That's that's the big key. And that we're not making people shit work more than one full time job just so that they can they can put a roof uh, or their family's heads. So at the end of the day, this is this is about ensuring that our neighbors, the people that we live it with, the people that we share communities with are taken care of. We've mm-hmm. lost that. We've we've been focusing on rugged individualism ourselves. What can we do for ourselves yep. instead of the community? And that's where a lot of the trust has been lost, unfortunately. So is there going to be a shock factor with some companies who might have to go out of, of business or they might have to change how they mm-hmm. do business to be able to to work with these new wages? Yes. And I'll give you a great example. Just in Paris, we were in uh, this uh, hotel called Citizen M mm-hmm. and it had literally 
bare bones staff. You go yeah. into, uh, you go in, you register yourself, you make your own key. Yeah. You go uh, to the bar. You want to order food. Well, guess what? You got to go stand in line and. Europe is famous for queues, so everybody's fine with a queue. They go stand in line. They order their food. They get a little buzzer like you do, right? Uh The thing lights up. You go get your food. You eat wherever you're at, okay? Mm -hmm. They are looking at trying to create an entirely different environment. Maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. If you don't like it, then you don't stay there, right? Mm -hmm. But companies are going to have to be innovative to try to think that companies have to do the same thing for decades and decades and decades and continue to grow. That's madness. That will not happen. Hopefully, this will jar some companies, but it will also sink some companies. Yeah. Uh, In case you missed it, the uh, federal minimum wage in America uh, since 2009 Still is $7 and 25 cents an hour. So ridiculous. No matter how you feel about it, you you could probably agree. Like it's maybe time that we, you know, increase it, uh, from seven 25 an hour from, from 15 years ago. Uh, look, there's an ongoing narrative in America, uh, that Texas, Florida, the Carolinas, Southwest, like everyone is leaving, New York, California, you know, Chicago, sort of the bigger traditional cities you might call blue cities to these states, largely because of opportunity, no low taxes, et cetera. What, I, what I'm going to f- find interesting is, will there be a reverse migration by people who would rather make $20 an hour than $10 an hour and do the math and say, wow, if I make twice as what I'm making now, mm-hmm. My standard of living, my kids' education, my health care improves. So I'm going to leave Texas in this example, and I'm going to move right. to California because I know I can get twice as much as I'm getting now. And do businesses coincide with that and say, well, we need to open up more restaurants and stores and shops in California or, or stay open because people are making more. And by that reality, they're spending more because they have more revenue and, and income. Yeah. And so uh, long-term, I, I, this is a really interesting strategy. I'm not sure if they're doing this on purpose to reverse migration back to cities <laughs> where workers know that I'm going to make twice as much, if not more per hour, mm-hmm. if I leave, you know, this general vicinity. So I, I, I'm looking at this as sort of a reverse strategy by bigger States uh, to stick it to the States that have, have like grown population over the last couple of years. Um, back to your comment about on my automation, this is largely going to be a race to how quickly can we automate and get rid of people? Uh, I mentioned Wendy's at the top of the show, automating the drive through. You mentioned yeah. a hotel in Europe. Companies are going to race to automate and have fewer people working. Now, hopefully there'll be more enough jobs to cover the people that are out of work from those businesses. The other thing I see happening in some of these states at least is going to be taxation of the technology. There's going to be a push at some point where the workers and voters say, look, we're losing jobs and and everything to these, these robots, this automation, do something about it, Mr. and Mrs. Politician. And the reaction to that is going to be, we need to tax or get something out of the companies that are squeezing out people from their, their businesses. It'll be a really interesting uh, future. Immigration plays into this as well. Uh, yeah. which is a big issue here in the in the states but yeah it's it's a race to automation and how politics is going to react to people losing jobs if they do 
the counter argument is there'll be more jobs than ever with more technology. There'll be more GPT apps that need customer service reps and need salespeople. And so we'll, we'll see what happens, but um, it's a, it's a dance that, that I enjoy watching. And I think we enjoy talking about, but good on the people who are getting more money. Look, I think both of us have kind of fought for like a national $25 an hour, maybe some exceptions for small, you know, small businesses, but there's no reason that Domino's, Papa John's, Subway's, McDonald's can't pay those wages. People will pay an extra dollar for the Big Mac, especially if it's a double Big Mac, Chad, in the future and, and help pay some of those salaries. Big Mac should be followed by beer. So let's just hit it that should. Let's take a break and uh, we'll talk about <laughs> beer. Uh, it's good to be back, man. Fast food, beer. This is good stuff, man. Oh, There's no OnlyFans wow. in this episode, though. I'm a little little sad about that. Wow. We're going to have to make up for that. All right. So it's dry January. So, yeah, let's talk about beer. Uh, Miller Lite is introducing beer mints for the month, allowing beer lovers to, quote, enjoy the taste of Miller Lite. I don't know about that. Without consuming alcohol and adding the mints. Uh, offer a fresh mint flavor initially, followed by the subtle taste of Miller Lite when you chew the mint. Available for a limited time, thank God. Each tin includes 40 mints and costs $5. Meanwhile, Bud Light, on the other light spectrum, has launched a new ad campaign featuring NFL royalty Peyton Manning and the Dallas Cowboys running back Emmett Smith. Chad, what are your thoughts on the current state of beer. I think nobody enjoys the taste of Miller Lite. First and foremost, they're just doing it because they want a cheap beer. So buying mints to be, I think it's funny. That's, that's really funny. And if you're going to give them away for free, then then maybe, but I'm not <laughs> buying that shit for God's sakes. Uh, and, and then on the Miller, on the Bud Light, on the Bud Light side of the house, uh-huh. I mean, it, Hello, we're, you know, same as it ever was. Go back to what you know. What do you know? You know, football, you know, you know who your core audience is. Yep. And that's what they're going back to. I still don't disagree with their looking to try to hit different, you know, different markets at different promotions and different times. I think they should continue to do that. They should not apologize for doing that. They should just fucking do it. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they should run these types of campaigns. Uh, during football season, right? Yep. You got Peyton Manning, you got Emmett Smith. People know who they are if you're in that demographic. That's the key. And and also as human beings, we need to quit being such bitches about all the you know, oh, he's got a get get a rainbow bottle. Who cares? It's the same <laughs> shit in the bottle, right? It doesn't matter. And if that offends you, then you've got a problem yourself. It has nothing to do with the beer, okay? So anyway. Everyone has the right to drink shitty beer, Chad. Everyone should have the right to drink shitty beer. Yeah, well, hopefully the people that are in New York and California can afford something better than (laughs) fucking Miller Lite. There's a, I bring Seinfeld into this show all the time. Uh, There's an episode of Seinfeld where he buys like a thousand packs of this Chinese gum and they sit around and they chew gum and, and Kramer's like, oh, let's sit around and chew gum. Can't you see guys watching the, the NFL playoffs in January with like a tin of Miller Lite uh, mints saying, hey, man, pass me a mint. Yeah. And then passing around the mint. And they're all like eating mints, watching football, uh, celebrating j- dry January. Yeah, this is a great like marketing ploy. But yeah. this is not going to take off. People, people, no. people have mints to get rid of the beer breath that they have yes. uh, before they, they you know, go see their wives or girlfriends. As far as the Peyton Manning, I hate this ad. <laughs> I'm not buying that Peyton Manning is drinking Bud Light. P- Peyton Manning is part owner of a luxury Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> that I can buy. Uh, this is like Tom Brady doing ads for Hertz. 
motherfucking Tom Brady is not renting a car at Hertz. Give me a fucking break. I want to see the old timey Bud or like Bud uh, Light beer commercials with Rodney Dangerfield and like Bubba Smith and uh, you know Larry Zonka and those. Like, let's see some real blue collar like lunch mm. pail guys that play football. Like, let's see the linemen. Let's see the linebackers. Let's see like those. Those dudes. I want to see those dudes drinking Bud Light. The guys, the guys who still make millions of dollars. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Look, I know we're not going back to like the Swedish bikini team. I know that those days are over, but we can go back to like old comedian. Let's let's see Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle in a in a beer ad. Like that's what I want to see. Bill Burr, I can see. Yeah, I'm not buying it, Chad. But I, but we have an announcement here, Chad. And 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 in honor of not meant in honor meant. of this in honor of this 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 block here, Chad and Cheese are now officially uh, marketing old style beer. Uh, yes, since 1902, old style has been refreshing Americans right all over. So everyone, old oh. style Chad and Cheese. What's better than that? The next time you listen to the podcast or watch it on YouTube, that's right, we're on YouTube now. Kick back with a good good cold old style and live life. At its fullest. <laughs> Welcome back to America, Chad. Cheers, my friend. We, we out. out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Cheese podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey. Or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. <laughs>